Welcome back to the Spread the Good Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Broncar Lee, better known as the Good Stuff Guy. Today, we have an amazing, amazing human being who is doing powerful things in the world. Uh, this guy is so cool. William Fortune is his name. He is, I mean, he does so many things. A little, little, a few of his accolades are he is a stuntman. He's been a professional stuntman for years, a professional circus clown, an acrobat. He does theater. He does character work. Not only that, he's an amazing mentor, a coach. He's been my mentor for years. He's also a father, a lover of life, a philosopher, a deep thinker, a writer, a poet. He is an an amazing human being, a magnetical force in the world. It is an honor for me to introduce all of you amazing listeners to William Fortune. What is up, William? <laughs> oh, it's great to be here. You, you know it's great to be here. I just, I, I I dig so much every chance I get to be in your presence. And I know we're not in the same state, but we're in the same state of mind. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like that. The same state of mind. I love it. I love it, bro. Uh, man, so so we've... We, we haven't caught up in a minute. The last time I was on your podcast last time. So we'll, we'll make sure to let everybody know how to find you, uh, you know, later in, in, in this uh, interview. But um, I just want to jump right in, brother, and ask you, what, what brings you joy in life? Oh, life brings me joy. <laughs> That's it. It's like life brings me joy. Um, and that question is so deep on so many levels because... I always, you know, I was one of those people I grew up, I knew there was joy and joy is beyond happiness. Joy is like happiness magnified by bazillion times. And if if you're religious, you'll look in the Bible, there won't be happy mentioned once, but joy is mentioned over and over again. So it's a, it's a religious experience. And what brings me joy, Uh, which that question (laughs) is myself. What, what is that? How do I bring myself joy? I keep myself open. I am the conduit to the universe. So if that joy is a religious thing, if it is of God, then I keep myself open to let joy flow through me. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you a story of, I was going through a grieving process. My marriage was, was transforming and I had just lost my mother unexpectedly. And I was deep, deep, deep dark into this process of grieving, of just sitting in this darkness. And I started to laugh and I realized that the joy is in me. It's not my experiences of my surroundings that it comes through me and then it projects into my surroundings. Mm. And that moment, that was like an aha moment because I'm laughing while I was grieving. And I call that moment laughing with grief because grief was sitting right there hugging me. And I found this just this spark of funny, a spark of lightness. And that's when I realized that the joy is me. The joy comes through me. Wow. That's powerful. It's kind of like Credence Clearwater Revival said, you know, have you ever seen the rain coming down on a sunny day? It's like... It's like simultaneously having sun and rain, simultaneously laughing and crying. And uh, what a powerful experience. And, and that's, you know, that's really circus and, and, and deep clown work and theater work is that fine balance bet- between tragedy and comedy. I think the classic saying is 49% tragedy, 51% comedy. So you have just a little bit more laughter in there, right? Right, right. And it's you, you mentioned the, the comedy, the clowning, the circus work. 
Because people ask me now, like, you're all serious. I'm like, I'm still the same guy who was the clown for 30-something years. Mm. And this is, I feel really feel like this, where I'm at now, is the evolution of the clown. Yeah. And it's about being in a wonderful feeling space. Not making people feel, but opening the door of possibilities for, for, for feelings to happen. And that there is no, all feelings are valid. Yeah. Whether you're frustrated or angry, whether you're joyful or happy, elated, they're all part of that same process. And once you start to spin that wheel, you start to go places. It's a big old wheel of emotions. And once it starts to roll, you're going places. And when you go places, that excitement of experience, that excitement of newfound uh, things, joys, loves, just it, it, it's the reward is the journey. Yeah, yeah. And you've done, you know, speaking of, 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 of clown and character and things like that, you've done clowning on like, you know, you mentioned 30 something years and you've done it at the highest level. I mean, you've toured with, you know, Cirque du Soleil, you've toured with other circuses, you've produced circuses, you've produced festivals, you've run a circus school, uh, founded and run a circus school. I mean, you've done it at a, at a high, high level. So when you throw that down, it's like, okay, that's no, you, you've actually done it. This isn't just yeah. chit chat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also the... I was introduced to the healing aspects of the clown and, and the circus working with the big apple circus clown care unit in New York city. I was there for six months, but in that space of realizing that the showing up was the most important aspect. And I think that's the most important aspect in everything. You know what they say? Showing up is 90% showing up is everything. And then when you validate your showing up, you validate yourself. Then what you do is the bonus. If you do anything, and sometimes just being is the bonus, not sometimes, all the time, just being is that bonus that, yeah. you know, here we are in space together. Don't, it's not about what you do for me. It's who you are with me. Wow. Wow. It's who you are with me. You know, that takes me back. You and I met years ago and you transformed my life. And I want to share this story just so the listeners understand how deep our relationship is. I was, I was drumming for a, a, a production and you were touring through town, uh, doing a, doing a show. And, and here I was backstage doing the drumming and stuff. And you're like, bro, you got to get out from behind the drums and you got to get out here on stage. And I came to a theater workshop with you. We did mask work and, and movements and all this really cool stuff blew my mind open. And then you introduced me to, uh, Jeff Raz, who is a, a dear friend of both of ours, amazing colleague and performer and, uh, out in uh, the Bay area, San Francisco Bay area. And then I moved to San Francisco and studied uh, clown school out there. I studied studied uh, clowning and, and theater. And but you you opened that portal for me, and that transformed my life. But I felt underneath all of that that you were you were using theater and clowning as a as a medium and a tool to create transformation, and that was omnipresent in your work. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I can speak to a lot. Yeah, a, li a little bit. I know. We, we, yeah. <laughs> For like seven hours. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. it's something, uh, man. Yes, it is a transformative tool. I, I really do believe that the theater saved my life. So I'm going to go backwards because I went to theater school in New York. I went to the American Musical Dramatic Academy, went to Clown College, Ringling Brothers Clown College to study the, uh, clowning, traveled with the circus. And what I realized is that when I got to play all the different characters in the theater, when I got to do the goofiness of the clown, that it, it allowed me 
to cycle through all the characters that I was. I didn't just have to be the construction worker or the auto mechanic or the guy guy or the, I, I could be all, all those things or any one of those things at different times. And when I realized when I honored who I was in all those aspects, I was honoring who I was. And when I, and what I did, what, what I started to do was realize that I could help others honor themselves through being their fullest self. You didn't have to, you know, you were loving the, the drumming part of things when you were drumming. But when you took my workshop and you opened up, every one of your characters exposed themselves to me. And I went, oh, my goodness, because they were all fully fleshed out characters and they wanted to be honored. And they're waiting for you to say, yes, honor me. And you were waiting for that for th that opportunity. And I said, brother. It's time, you know, here we go. And then you called, when you called me up and said, how do I do this further? I was like, I, I'm going to give you opportunities. Once again, I didn't open any doors for you. I posted, I let you know what doors were available and you chose to walk through those doors. Mm. Um, and, and because you honored those characters, those, that personality. And I love watching people fully light up when I, what I see a lot of is people that are 100 watt bulbs and they're okay with, with shining at 25%. Mm. And what I want to do is I want to want them to find that rheostat, turn up that the electricity and shine at 100% and see how the path before them is so beautiful. Wow. That's powerful, bro. So just for the listeners right now, just, just, just a little, a little self-awareness. Where are you at right now in your wattage output? You know, are you, are you operating at a hundred percent? Uh, you know, are you, are you, are you shining your light, uh, brightly or are you at 25%? Are you dimming your light? And, and, and if, if you are dimming, why? And, 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 uh, yeah, hit it. And I want to add to that because, and I know that you've experienced this, even though I haven't been there when you've experienced it, there are going to be people when you shine at a hundred percent and they're comfortable super comfortable in their 10%, their 25%, and they tell you to turn it down. Mm. You're too bright in here. You're too much for this. That, that's when you start to know that you're operating at your fullest. When, mm. and when somebody says that you're too much, it's really because they're apologizing for not, be, not feeling like they're enough. Mm. It's not that you're too much. It's that they're concerned about their not being enough. Mm. And, and there's a, there's a, there's a whole fear of scarcity. If you're too much and you're taking all the energy that I need to be who I want to be. No, there's enough for everyone. Yeah. And, and I really believe that when you shine at your brightest and others start to see your shine, they're going to come to you and say, how do I get that shine? And they're going to ask to be, to be fuller. They're going to ask for more wattage and you're going to help me. You, some of us are able to help them in different ways to turn up that, the, the volume, to turn up the amplitude, to turn up the, the electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, bro. I love, I love all this. I love this. I love this analogy. This is working so well for me. I'm seeing the wattage. I'm seeing the bulb. I'm seeing the, the light. Uh, let me ask you, how do you stay in what I call your place of power or what we're talking about here, your, your full capacity of light shining? How do you, how do you stay there? Do you have any, any tools or techniques, uh, that, that, that help you maintain that, uh, that integrity and that congruency? Well, I, first of all, we'll, we'll want to just be fully open that if I were to stay there, life would be in stasis. 
And life is a wave, it's a current, it's a roller coaster. There's ups, there's downs. And so I'm not always in this place of power. And what I've learned to do is recognize when I'm on the downslope of that roller coaster, when I'm on the, the crest of that wave, and I l- have learned to find time to meditate, to sit with myself, or to, to meditate and bring in more energy or power from Deepak Chopra has helped me a great deal. There are other, and I use Deepak Chopra because I use a lot of his meditations uh, to, 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 to find my center, to recenter myself, to reestablish my abundance. Mm. And that has been helpful. There's also, I use the insight meditation timer. Sometimes I'll take, I'll just go, Hey, I'll feel like some feel like a chance and I'll find a guided meditation through that. I've actually used your, you had an app. I don't know if it's still, still current, but <laughs> I used your app to just get some of your hand pan stuff to just like, to guide me into my dream state to, to manifest a new tomorrow. Mm. So it's not about staying there. It's about, and I use this balance thing was is balance is about wobbling back and forth. I'm using my hands to demonstrate this. So those of you who are listening, can't see that and wobbling back and forth. If you look when one end is at its high point, the other end is at its low point. And the idea is to keep the highs and the lows from getting too extreme and centering around that center point. So balance isn't stasis balance is is understanding the center point and knowing when to shift back and knowing when to drop down. Just like if you were an athlete, you train really hard for your competitions or your your events. You also need time to rest and recover. And the same thing, when you're in this place of beautiful flow, there's times when you pull it back or you you calm the flow a little bit so that you can recenter, reformat, re, transformate, transform. Um, we are, and I, I I always use the river analogy. We are rivers, and those rivers have to flow. If they st- if they if they don't flow, they stagnate. And the, sometimes that river gets high. It, it, there's a lot flowing through this. Sometimes they're low. But the whole idea is it flows. And if you look at one point of that river, you might go, and I'm going to walk to the river and look to see that one point. And it looks the same over and over again, but it's in constant transformation. Yeah. There's no point where you the river is, is, is the same. Yeah. Always different. That's powerful. And you know what I love about this, you know, so many great analogies there with the river, with the light bulb, with the roller coaster, you know, pits and peaks and all of this, you know, it really, it makes me think right away. It takes the expectation off of myself to have to be that bright shining light all the time. And I know for me, the way that I, you know, talked, you talked about different States, um, or one, like the way I like to think of it as different gears in the car, right. Downshifting a little bit. And when I'm not on stage and I know you're, you're on stage a lot. You're in leadership roles. You're parenting. You're facilitating. You're coaching. You're you're in the you're in the hot seat in the spotlight a lot, like myself. And when I'm off stage, I want to be by myself. I want to be not seen by anyone. Like just sitting in the backyard watching the watching the squirrels play. You know what I mean? And so the yeah, the importance of that rejuvenation time is cool. it is equally as important. Yeah. Yeah. So Mr. Bronco, I'm not buying that fully because I see a lot of your videos on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I get that. I at, at a certain point, because people are, oh, you're such an extrovert. And I think I'm a performative extrovert. Yeah. Uh, or a performative introvert introvert. I like my alone time. I like to sit quietly in the corner and just 
bring things into me for a moment. And that's not about drawing other people into me. It's about me taking care of me for a moment. Love that. I love that. Wow. Me taking care of me. That is powerful. That is really powerful. So, uh, so, okay. So, so we're talking about performing a lot. I know there's so much to unpack there, but I want to, I want you to, I want you to throw it down, man. What is the key to parenting? Come on now. <laughs> oh boy. Wrong question. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. You know, I, that's where you're supposed to say, Oh, that was a great question. Oh, that's a lousy question. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. What is the key to parent? If I had that key, um, yeah. Then I'm using it on the wrong door. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, Bill, I showed you the door, man. I showed you the door. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I have three children. Yeah. My oldest is 18. My middle one is 14. And the youngest is 11. Each of those three children is absolutely, they're so different. Yeah. Even though they all look the same when they were born. It was like, wow, carbon copy. You know, they're all, they're so very different. Yeah. And my middle guy this year just struggling with all the, the civil unrest, the changes from the schooling due to a pandemic, just, he couldn't, it, there was a lot going on. And what, and I watched and we tried so many different things. And what I wound up doing, suggesting was we unschool him, unschool, which is, it's homeschooling, except it's his way. Mm. And you think 14 year old doesn't know his way. Ah, but he, what he does is he gets a chance to find his path and stumble as much as he needs to with the support of myself. His mother's not do not on board with the unschooling. She's doing more of a homeschooling thing. And my unschooling is he guides his way. And then what I do is I help him extract knowledge from everything he does. We go on a hike. He extracts knowledge. He, he learns about geography, the elevations, what that hike is doing, which way is he going? He, he orienteers himself in that space. Mm-hmm. That's part of that's not the knowledge he's gaining is, is really important because he is doing it. And then all what my, what I'm doing through that unschooling is saying, okay, so what knowledge did you, did you gain from that? What did you, what information did you, oh, I didn't get anything. And he, there's always a nugget. Yeah. I hope that that creates a lifelong learner. Yeah. So he, what he essentially is doing is dropping out of school to enter the school of life, mm. which he will never graduate from because he's going to just keep on sucking up knowledge and keep on passing that information. And hopefully he will become an amazing teacher because he has learned a process that works for himself yeah. and he can share that process with others. Plus, he's also gone through a formal schooling, and he knows that process as well. And once he starts to shift and realize, oh, these processes all come together in life, this is, this is, this is a teacher I want to learn from. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the... So that isn't the, that isn't the key to parenting. Yeah. <laughs> the key to parenting, I think, is, also, is, is allowing allowing these young new minds to teach us a thing or two. Yeah. So we can help them with new structure in this world, this reality that we have, we can help them with some structure. We can help them with formatting in the way things are. Yeah. And they can help us because they are spirit guides. They came out and they know the key to the universe. They just entered from that portal when they were born and they can, if we keep them open to that, that knowledge, 
then they're going to keep sharing it with us until they become either hardened to our ways and and disbelieving of the knowledge that they already own. Or they stay in touch with that knowledge and they accept this new way. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. And for the listeners out there, whether you're a parent or not, these uh, these teachings, these philosophies, these ways, these tools are applicable for any relationship. So uh, this is this is leadership. This is coaching. This is uh, you, you know any any relationship in life, really. Now, now, uh, William, I'm curious. Um, what what have you drawn? Like, because you talked about all of these things kind of synthesizing together. Um, what have you drawn? from theater and circus and things like that, that you have, uh, that you have baked into your recipe of, you know, either, uh, it could be parenting, could be relationships, could be your coaching that you do things like that. What kind of parallels have you, have you drawn from the, from the platform of the stage to these, uh, these types of relationships? One of the biggest parallels that I draw from is it's a combination of improvisation and physical theater or, or physical ensemble work. In ensemble work, it's about communicating. And improvisation is about uh, surprise. <laughs> that, that there's always this surprise, which is life, and accepting the surprise. So at the moment we say no, we put up a wall, we put up a, we strengthen ourselves. At the moment we say yes, we breathe in a moment and then we we figure out how to adjust with that. And what I've also understood it from, and I gained this from theater as, as a clown, I love to do uh, audience participation. And one year I was, I was struggling with what I wanted to do for audience participation. And I created a character that did not speak and only used sign language, but did was constantly made up and everything was just, it was junk junk sign language. Yeah. And what I found with audience after audience is that with the junk sign language, there would be somebody who was so needing to communicate with this clown that they would create a sign or a, a series of signs to, to make a statement that we connected with. Mm. And once I acknowledge, I accepted that connection and signed back the junk sign that they made up with them an understanding and then added my junk sign to that. We had a dialogue going back and forth. Soon as that happened, other people, random people not connected to this person or me would start to mimic those signs in order to communicate. And what I realized is that you'd have, I'd have a, an audience of a thousand, 1500 people. And we created within a half an hour, a new language because we needed to communicate. Oh, that is deep. Mm -hmm. That is deep. And it was, I mean, th that was to me, uh, was just so brilliant. And, I, and it continued. It like every, we, I toured that show for a, a year and it just, it continued each show. There was new communication, new ways of, of speaking. And at the end of the show, because I would use this thing carrying on every time I'd make an entrance, I'd do something that are made up signs. At the end of the show, when I would go into the audience to thank the audience and uh, drop the character and everything, the connection that I had created with that person at the beginning of the show carried through. And that person would always come to me with this big, full hug of connection 
at the, you know, after the show was over and, and just the, the a thank you. And they, many times they didn't even know why they were thanking me. Yes. Yes. They just knew that they connected and we were, it was, you know, you can't fake it. So yeah, I what? think that's what I gained the most of is that, is that we need to communicate. And also from that, I learned that, you know, failure isn't an option. You've heard that failure is not an option. Well, failure is an option. And it's only when there is no learning gained, right? So the only way you can fail is if you gain nothing. But if you live past the moment, it's no longer failure. It's learning. Yes. You either learned that that was beneficial to me or that was not beneficial to me. That felt good or that did not feel good. And as my daughter once told me when she was in preschool and I said, I had a really rough time. I made a couple of mistakes in my business moves and I was beating myself up. And she said, dad, what's wrong? And I said, I made a few mistakes. And she, she looked at me five years old and she said, Oh dad, that's not a mistake. That's called learning. <laughs> I was like, mic drop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, I'm, I'm so, so the, the thing that you're talking about here, this connection that you were creating with, with, with audiences and this, you know, creating this language in a very short amount of time where everybody could understand it. Everybody was doing it. Uh, they were speaking it through this, this movement. You know, I'm really, I'm really fascinated by uh, the unseen realm in life the energy, the, 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 that's why I'm so attracted to music, you know, cause we can't mm-hmm. see it. Now we can quantify it with science and things, but with the naked eye, we can't see, you know, vibrations and sound, but, and that's one thing that you and I have dialogued about, you know, uh, uh, throughout the years, but this unseen realm, I'm very interested in. And at this point I am calling that unseen realm, the omnipresent undercurrent that, that really reverberates and, and, and is expressed through all things. And I like to call it the good stuff. And that's where, you know, spread the good stuff has come from. Mm-hmm. Certainly what you are doing there with your theater work and your clowning is definitely all kinds of good stuff that you're spreading. Talk, talk, I want to talk about that realm a little bit. What, what is that? Like, why, why are people so attracted to that? Why does that create such a powerful connection with, with, with two human beings or, or one human being yourself and a couple thousand uh, individuals in such a short amount of time? How, what is that, man? Ah, uh, <laughs> this is beautiful. This is where that, this is where that, that intersectionality there in the intersection, not intersectionality in the intersection of science, metaphysics, all that stuff comes in because Scientists will explain that there's a big bang, right? The expansion of the universe at that moment began, and it's still expanding. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is an exercise I started doing with young kids, and then I started doing it with adults. And I said, each of us knows at that spot where the big bang happened, that's the center of the universe. And that bang is still resonating, just like you hit a gong or strike a drum. Drum That resonance is happening, and that's what the waves of the expanding universe are. We are all tapped into that resonance. And what I do is, I, and I lead it up like this, and I say, now. And that is the one of the most beautiful sounds ever, because that's the sound that unifies the universe that unifies all of us 
Each of us is tapped into it. And I have my group harmonize. They're not singing. They're just resonating what that sound is. And I've had groups of kids, 40, 50 kids, all harmonize the most amazing sound. And it's all over the place. You wouldn't, you, like, you couldn't chart it because it's such a, um, an expansive amount of sound, not volume, resonance. Yeah. And I've done it with adults as well. We are all connected to it. When we allow ourselves to resonate at that frequency, that, com- that connection, every group I do this with, when they leave, there's something that has united every one of them. Doesn't matter if they came in not enjoying the other. I don't like that person. When they leave, they are harmonically connected to everyone there. And I believe that when we start doing that in larger groups, we're going to start to harmonically understand our connectedness in life. Yeah. And that's what you're doing with your sound. I mean, I'm looking at your 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 image there and all those instruments behind you. You are you're like high octane trying to send that sound to those who are not recognizing their own resonance. Yeah. And you're also trying to amplify that sound for those of you, those who recognize it and may not be confident in it. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you hit your resonance, whether it's with the hand pans, whether it's the saxophone, the flute, a guitar, keyboards, or your synth sounds, you are, you are striking that chord where the a person goes, hmm, there's my higher purpose. Mm-hmm. I am the universe. I am able to do anything. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, brother. Hey, I'm sorry to disappoint, though. This is just a, a, a backdrop. This isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you just listening, I got a couple dozen instruments behind me here. Uh, but uh, no, that's that's powerful. And I like to refer to what you're saying. I love all of your language. I like to refer to what you're saying is unlocking the harmonic potential. And mm. it's like, that's, that's what, you know, and I'm always searching for that, whether it's a one-to-one interaction, uh, you know, within in a, in a daily conversation or whatever, customer service on the phone, whatever the thing is, or if it's the harmonic potential in an audience as we're, you know, one to, you know, a thousand, uh, it's that, it's that, that element. Um, man, I love so much what you just unpacked there. And when you're getting people, when you're getting these groups of people to do that, um, are they producing a, 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 an acoustic sound? Are they producing a sound with their voices or are they? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It usually comes out as a hum. Yeah. Some, you know, some sort of in some range of a hum and yeah, because I don't want them to get percussive or anything just yet. I want them to just really touch in because when they open that conduit, that that space where the air flows and reson- and uh, causes the the vocal cords to to resonate, yeah. Then and there's no way of faking it. If it's constricted, it doesn't resonate in that harm in that harmony. When they open up fully and let that airflow flow free- freely, like a yawn, ah, then whew, because what they what they may not realize then is when you open freely and let the air out, you're going to need to replace that with air coming in and you start to open up freely and let air in. Yes. And once you start to do that, you can also start to access your voice. 
when you start to, and that doesn't mean you have to uh, stand up for something or do this for that for, or, or hold your stand your ground. It means that you're speaking your soul. Mm. And that may be, I'm okay here, or I would like this. And you can start to speak your desires. And when you start to speak your desires and your dreams with full resonance of your soul, you will start to see your dreams manifest because you have created everything is vibration. You have created the vibration for the manifestation of your dreams. Love it. For those of you listening, I think y'all are, it's starting to become pretty apparent why I am a super fan of William and why I've been hanging with him for a minute. <laughs> Man, this is definitely some good stuff very much. So I'm curious here. I love this accessing of the voice, this accessing of that power and tapping into that and, 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 and the desire and, 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 and speaking that really getting to that place of power there. Uh, that is incredible stuff. Now you mentioned the, ah, sound like a yawn. Um, I would love, could, could you, could you just demonstrate that and, and share a couple of words around that? And then I would love for everybody listening to actually produce one of these sounds just to just as out of curiosity to explore for a moment to see if we're affected by even just a micro moment of of this uh this this uh vocal um vocal connection okay so what you're gonna do we're gonna just take a couple uh, take three breaths in three breaths out i really just let it go relax your face just so just like you're about to fall asleep <sighs> <sighs> And go, you can make a sound as you do that. And, and let your jaw drop. No, slack that jaw. Let it just go. When you, when you let it out, let it go. And once again, bring it in. Now, we're going to actually do a full-on yawn. You're going to take it and you're exaggerate the yawn. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What just see what just happened? You feel what just happened? Yeah, 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 okay? yeah. It's a giggle that starts because you res there's something shimmered in you. Yeah. Right? There's a shimmer that hits you. I felt it in my biceps, got a little chill in my forearms. Mm. That that is that full exchange of air, that open resonance, that is the beginning of that har harmony of the universe. Yes, and yes. your part in that harmony. And when you did that, you, something, you know, that, that shimmer yeah. is the openness, that connectedness that we seek yeah. from birth. Wow. The shimmer. So we're searching for the shimmer. That's mm -hmm. on the forefront of my mental search engine. I'm searching for the shimmer. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, and you were talking about, you know, the, the uh, goosebumps in your, in your elbow and your bi bicep there. And I call those truth bumps. And I say, that's, that's when we are in vibrational congruency, right? And that's exactly what you are uh, teaching people and what you just taught us. Uh, so I just invite everybody that is, that is listening right here. If you did that exercise uh, with it there, that just took a moment, notice how you feel. Notice if you felt something, did you, did you get a little smile on your face? Are you feeling a little, little pep in your step right now. Did you feel some shimmer? Did you access the shimmer? So <laughs> and tomorrow when you wake up, I want you to say to yourself, I'm searching for the shimmer. <laughs> and sometimes we have to get out of our way to yeah. find that shimmer. 
Yeah. We have to let it all go. And bam, there's the shimmer waiting, waiting for us. Ah. Yeah. The shimmer was like, wait, 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 where you been? And that's right. actually, what's so cool about this is that it is such a simple action there. It is literally the absence of doing. I mean, yawning is, you know, I mean, we're doing, you could argue that on either side, but it's really the absence of doing. I mean, you're, you're allowing the air to flow through. You're allowing the jaw to relax. There's a lot of allowing and surrendering in here. Yeah. Yes. Now there's another part of that as well. How often when we yawn, do we cover up our yawn? Do we stifle our yawn? Do we not let that in? Mm. Why? And will there won't for everyone, there's going to be a different why. And it doesn't matter. So finding the space to go, this is my authentic self. How do you fake a yawn? You don't fake a yawn. You do a yawn. <laughs> it's a, it's part of you. So go ahead and let that yawn be out there. Oh, and I, my, I had a, vo- a vocal teacher who teaches me um, operatic voice. That's where we go. We start. Oh, our vo- my operatic sound comes from the release of the jaw, the neck tension, and the sound is allowed to flow. Now, there's other muscles that help push that air through those open that open space which is how we get the projection, but it's about creating that relaxed open space. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I've, I've, I just came up with a little something I want to share, but that, that, that creative space, that effortlessness, that surrendering, that allowing, that is where I have, I have noticed in my, um, you know, speaking to a lot of people in a high level of mastery, like yourself, uh, other martial artists and, uh, and, and that when we're, you know, singers, vocalists, uh, you know, uh, that allowing that being is where the true power lies in that effortlessness, in that flow. It isn't a forced thing. We're not building muscles. We're not, you know, we're not like, you know, we're not getting rock solid here. We want to have those, those cat muscles where it's like, if you've ever touched a cat, uh, probably not a tiger, but, uh, you know, but, but tigers are pretty much just big domesticated cats. And if you've touched a cat, their muscles are supple. And like they can turn it on and it can get rock hard and it, you know, it'll, you know, but they're soft and they're flexible, they're malleable. And that's, I feel like what we're really tapping into here. Um, Yes, that is correct. Yeah. And a little, a little thing I just wrote down here is let out the yawn to access the shimmery self. (laughs) So if we can allow that yawn to come out, then we can tap into that, 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 that shimmer and which also the shimmer as you're talking about here could also be, connected uh to the to the to the wattage and the illumination and the light shining the yes. shimmer yeah when that shimmer starts to happen our conduit that thing that sends that electricity to the light bulb that is ourselves opens up and it you res- like at that moment of shimmer is like the wattage is going wong blo- just ex- just increasing <laughs> because we stopped holding the damper down we stopped holding the rheostat back mm, absolutely and i you know it makes me it makes me think of one of my beacons is is the movie monsters inc and uh if you've seen monsters inc it's like they they realize at the end of it uh that instead of scaring these kids to get their power it's like get them to laugh and then the power is boundless it's limitless right. and right. that's that that's that energy, you know, it's like, what you want to get, you want to get crunk. It's like, just get happy. You know? like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Some of this that we're talking about, what I, what I love when I open this door of that, you know, the shimmer, the yawn, the release, 
and I talk, I've mentioned a bunch about people getting out of their way. I have a thing that I do. It's called creating outside of the box. You know, we have these boxes that we put to justify. This is me, checkbox. This is me, checkbox. I'm all these things. And then, but we can't figure out what's stalling us from doing that thing that we want to do, the dreams that we want to live. It's because we're stuck in the box. And so the idea is you say, think outside the box, right? Well, what happens when, imagine you get dropped off somewhere and you, hey, this is, this is my comfort zone. Take away the walls. What happens? You're in outer space. And that's expansive and scary. So what I help people do is find how to draw new boxes that are bigger than the ones that they were just in. So it's, you're still in a box. That's why it's, it's working inside. It's working outside of your old box and inside a newer box until you get comfortable with that box continually transforming and expanding. And that's when you start to step into your dream self and your dream space and things will conjure and happen in ways that you could only imagine because you can imagine them outside of the box. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm into that. I mean, my shirt says think outside, no box necessary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I actually have this exact same belief system is that, uh, you know, on the flip side, I always say, give me a box, please. But it's like, let's get outside of the current box. Let's build a new box. And then we can create it and paint the oh, walls, yeah. suspend aerial apparatus and all that. It's, it's yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, or so folks are getting so used to being like owning the inside walls of the box, not knowing that they can go over and only and and explore the outside walls of the box. Yes. They can then hold on to that box, which they're comfortable with and reach the arm distance of both arms further away and go, oh, there's stuff out here. There's a fruit tree. Oh, there's, <laughs> you know, there's a garden. Oh, look at this. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, bro. I want to change gears a little bit. Who is who is one of the most influential people in your life? Who is one of the most influential people? The, one of the, the most influential person in my life is no longer on this plane. She's transformed with my mother. Uh, she was the person who had no idea when she was doing it, was teaching me to be a teacher at a very young age. She's a teacher and everything. She's like, you learn it and then you share it. And that was how you, how she taught me to be a teacher. And at a, then she gave me, it wasn't my first job. My first job was picking fruit. My second job was working as a lifeguard. She had a summer camp and a lifeguard and a swimming instructor. And you had to be able to teach all that stuff. And that she was so influential. And also when I, you know, I did horribly in college for two years and then went off to study theater in New York. and. And then went off from that to study clowning. Every time I said, I want to do this thing, I want to move to New York and study theater. She went, okay. There was never any resistance. Yeah. And there was so much support and love in, in that. And when I'd say, you know, hey, I'm thinking about uh, hopping on a bus and traveling around the country for a little bit. She said, okay, send me postcards. That that's that openness, and that's something that that I so appreciate because that's how I got to where I am today. Is trusting and believing that that support was going to be there, and it still is, even though she has transformed. Yes. Um, that support is still there, and I hear her say, "Okay, uh, send a postcard." <laughs> you know, um, as I stud train and work and step step into new worlds and new realms. Uh, so yeah, my mom was the biggest one, Eva Mitchell Fortune. Wow. 
That's powerful. And thank you for sharing her name as well, uh, because her legacy not only uh, radiates through your being, but it is literally spoken by you. And that's powerful. And you practice what you preach because you just spoke that into existence. And every listener uh, right now heard the name. They feel the vibration. They can feel that legacy, that significance that she had uh, that is radiating through you and continuing to live on. And that is the that is the power of of mentorship of 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 I mean, and we all have that ability. Uh, my friends, we all have that ability. I mean, you have been that mentor for me and your legacy lives on through me. Your mom has been that for you. Everybody listening uh, has had that. Somebody touched them in a, in a way like that. And, and, and everybody listening has also touched others uh, by that. And, um, and so, you know, just to hold that at the forefront of our minds, every time we engage in a conversation or connect with another human being to remember that we are creating that, that ripple effect and that echo effect. And that moment that we are having there is going to continue to resonate on long after the action uh, has been made. That is correct. One of the things I often do, and I didn't start this this uh, podcast with it, is being thankful for the ancestors. And when I say the ancestors, I mean all those who come into our lives and shaped from my life, my parents, my grandparents. And I was introduced yesterday to this idea that if we just took our maternal and paternal grandparents and then multiplied, so there's four of those, right? My, my, my grandparents on my mother's side, my grandparents on my father's side. And then we just continue to do that each generation grows and that for an African-American black person like myself, 400 years of our being on this continent, that's 4,000 grandparents that I'm represented by that have you push this love and this energy to my into my existence. And I'm so grateful. Now, if I were to take the aunties and the uncles and go each generation, my goodness, that'd be, you know, hundreds of thousands of yeah. ancestors that are just going, keep, come on, William, you got this, you got yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I'm just ever grateful for the ancestors for this today and, and our relationship um, where we are today. Yeah, brother. I mean, talk about a support team as we all do that exercise inside of our minds, uh, you know, and our hearts, you know, uh, let's take a moment later today to really think about that. The ancestors, I encourage every, everybody listening to, to do that exercise, to think about where you've come from, you know, and think about all that has that all that has been to, 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 to create your existence in this moment. I in mean, moment, right. Yeah. yeah. Right now where you are. <laughs> Yeah. And if, and like I said, if you're just going grandparents, that's 4,000 in 400 years. And there's thousands more beyond that. Yeah. And oh, just, I mean, I, once again, shimmer because that power, you know, when you think um, it's my dark time, I'm all alone. You are never alone. There are thousands of ancestors just going, you got this, you got this. What do you need? Huh? And they're doing the hucka behind you. They're, ah! <laughs> they're bringing it out just to, just to get you through that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's the unseen realm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So brother, um, how do you hope to inspire people today? Being showing up being, uh, being imperfectly perfect, mm -hmm. uh, you know, by sharing my missteps, by sharing my steps, um, by also seeing and hearing being present with, with folks. 
Um, the inspiration, and I'm gonna, and it sounds, it's gonna sound corny. Here's my preface: it's gonna sound corny. You are the inspiration. You are the inspiration. And when, when, if you see somebody who inspires you, you hear somebody who inspires you. The reason why is because they resonate with a part of you. Mm. So what you're hearing is yourself. When you hear that joy in someone's voice, you know joy and can recognize it. When you are fired up by something that someone says, you hear it. It resonates with the part of you that generates that, and that is you. You're reflecting yourself into that person. So how do I want to inspire somebody? I want them to start to understand, to help them open doors of their resonance and their beauty in the world and their purpose and their place and to be able to just say, I am enough. I am enough and know it. Wow. That's powerful. That is powerful, powerful, powerful. Uh, where can our listeners find you, my friend? If they want to, if they want to follow your work, if they want to check your stuff out, where can they fo- find you? I am everywhere you can check so Clark had mentioned my podcast he's right behind me guys oh he's playing my saxophone <laughs> i have everywhere Broncar mentioned earlier my podcast i have a podcast called billosophy 101 mm-hmm. bill as in short for william billosophy 101 you can get that wherever you get podcasts from so all the podcast apps should have Philosophy 101. You can also, I also would like to put out a nice uh, daily affirmation on TikTok at Philosophy 101. So if you're a TikToker, uh, check out Philosophy 101. I also, I, I also do some coaching. There's a, another thing you can, we'll, we'll figure out how to do a, a link or if, if that's necessary. Um, and once again, it's Philosophy 101.coachesconsole.com. Um, coaches console. Uh, there's, you can also find me on most social media at philosophy 101. So I have a feeling if we just put philosophy 101 into the search engine, we are going to find some piece of you somewhere. <laughs> find me and it'll connect me with the, can connect you with all the other pieces. Yes. I love it. I love it, brother. Uh, it's been an honor having you on and, uh, you are, you are doing it, man. It's, this is, this is so, so incredible. So, uh, for our listeners out there, a big thank you for joining us. Uh, special thank you to our sponsors. Wait a second. We don't have any sponsors yet, but if you do want to sponsor us, make sure to get in touch with us. We are looking for sponsors. Uh, if you would like to align yourself with uh, a group of people, an organization that is, uh, committed to making the world a better place, spreading joy and reminding people that what they do matter, please align yourself with us. If you know somebody who would like to sponsor this, please connect us with them. If you found value today in this amazing interview with William, please share this with somebody else. If you think that there's somebody out there that needs to hear this content, that would benefit from this content, everything we do is word of mouth. That's how we spread the good stuff. Thank you, my friends, for joining us. I hope that you are inspired right now to get out there, to shine your light brightly, to sing your unique theme song at the top of your lungs, and to spread the good stuff in the world. Again, my name is Bron Carly, the good stuff guy. A big, big love for having my man, my friend, my soul brother, my mentor, Mr. William Fortune. Thank you, William, and thank you, everybody. Thank you, Bron Carr. This has been a pleasure. <laughs> Good stuff.